Welcome to the Big Fetch Energy Podcast, where we serve up candid conversations that matter to women about women. I'm Chess, and I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. And together, we explore the realities, frustrations, and success stories of females in the 21st century. Today, we're bringing back our snack episode, aka a short but sweet discussion on the topic of mansplaining, which is the explanation of something by a man, typically to a woman, in a manner regarded as condescending or patronizing that assumes she has no knowledge about the subject or topic. I really wanted to cover this, and uh, I gave Alex a ring and I was like, do you mind if we do? <laughs> Can we talk about that today? Because it's really pissing me off right now. The fact that the term mansplaining is in the actual dictionary, not just not yeah. just urban dictionary. I didn't know. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, but doesn't that speak volumes? It's it's a definitely something that happens a thing to a lot of women. That they had to put in there because it's real. Because it's real. So I just was thinking, where did this start? Where does this intellectual superiority come from? Mm. And we know, like you and I have talked about the history of women on previous episodes. And I think everyone knows that for an extended period of time, women did not have the same opportunities uh, for education. They didn't have the same opportunities for careers that we have today and just being systematically denied access and being in these traditional homemaker roles. And that wasn't even that long ago, like if we think no. about it. So it's a new thing, right? Newish thing. Right. So if at that time men are the ones with the education, with the careers, so that's yeah. where they get that intellectual superiority. So mm. I think it's rooted in history and that's where the gender privilege comes from. But you know, we're not in that time period anymore. Women have access to education now. Women can have careers now. So why does society still implicitly cling to this kind of false notion of a higher male intellect? And why are our opinions as women still intentionally, and I will say unintentionally by a lot of men, no doubt as well. um, But why are those opinions still undervalued and discredited? Like, I think, you know, with going back to unintentionally, there's a large amount of men that fall within that category. And it comes from this intersection of overconfidence and just cluelessness when it comes to male privilege. Yeah. And we talk about, like, you and I are going to talk about splainers in a second and how they can stop the behavior and how women experiencing it can call it out. But I just want to hear before we get into that, like, can you tell me about an experience where you've been mansplained to? Yeah, I'm sure I mean, a especially because I'm in an industry, so I'm in the music industry, right, where there's, as we did another episode on this, there's far less females and far less women um, in it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. so when I'm in a managerial position or like, you know, if I'm, for example, running an event or like the lead singer of a band they think I'm just a singer and just I'm just flouncing around throwing glitter everywhere and I don't actually organize everything when actually the whole company's mine anyway so that happens a lot to me and uh, something I thought of recently this is the reason I called you up right because I was like I have had yeah. it yeah yeah um I was I was um at this place recently it was an Italian venue and for whatever reason the group I was with began 
talking with these two guys. So obviously I was in the group. We were talking. I'll, I'll set the scene. I am the only woman in this group, of course. One of the men, this is the new friends that we've made, begins to like really feel himself and attempts to talk Italian because he thinks it's either funny or impressive. But it was right. neither. <laughs> Not knowing that I fully understand and at a push, like I need some practice, but I will speak Italian. And right. um, I didn't know saying, that about you. Thanks, Vibe. I know. Yeah. So talented. Just learn a new thing about you every day. <laughs> Al Vibe. Um, so, like, is, I don't know, trying to impress or something? I don't know. But mm. he gestures, gestures his hand to me and he says, Say this. It means this. I can't remember the phrase at the moment, but it was something like really simple. And he was telling me how to pronounce the word and what it means. And I tried to tell him softly that thank you, but like I I know Italian and yeah. both his pronunciation and translation were like off, like they were wrong, and I was like, okay, it's not a big deal. Like let him, you know, do his thing. Um, he didn't hear me. Um, he was so immersed in his like Italianness, well, fake Italianness, and his false <laughs> grandeur. Um, he but the thing is, he just try- kept trying to explain it to me. If he was doing it for like the fun of himself, that would be fine. Um, but he was just like kept harassing me about it he, um, and I kept saying yeah I know like really softly but he kept going and eventually I had to raise my voice because he was becoming annoying and obviously patronizing and I had to say actually I understand Italian and you pronounce it this way and the meaning is this and I mean like safe to say he wasn't really feeling me <laughs> anymore after that but I just had enough but you had to call him out yeah it was just like you go soft and slowly and you, you smile and you wave and you just stand there and it's just like man like what are you trying to do like it's not impressive it's not funny also why are you trying to explain something that you clearly don't know to me like no you know <laughs> yeah. so I mean I don't know if you find this as well but like I find that and I've I've done some research before this episode as well that um, being interrupted um, is kind of a mansplaining thing because it seems like men may feel more entitled to have their voice heard and maybe they feel like they're, they're not going to be as criticized because as women we think, oh my God, are we wrong? Um, you know, we feel like, I don't know, more vulnerable, I guess. But like, so even men interrupting women could be like a, a form of mansplaining and um in fact studies well, I guess show- interrupting like I just did right now <laughs> interrupting <laughs> mansplaining <laughs> <laughs> to get their point across right because they're True. like so it comes with like an overconfidence of like no I'm right like I'm gonna stop you in your tracks and listen to me because I'm right and I know better and I feel but they're like- not even listening are they really they just want to no. talk so that's the thing no And I feel like this is something that often happens in the workplace as well. Like I can definitely speak to situations where, um, you know, like I'm someone who has events and marketing experience and then someone else tries to talk to me who has no experience, has no qualifications within where I have the expertise. And then they try to tell me how I should do my job or what a situation is. Um, when I'm the one who holds the knowledge, right? Yeah. Um, but you're... acting like they know better. So yeah. I think that happens a lot to women. But something interesting that you pointed out before was this idea of like how you felt like you go soft or I think a, another term for that, mm. silenced. Mm-hmm. So there's this book um, that I came across called Men Explain Things to Me 
by a woman called Rebecca Solnit. And it's on this topic. And she comments about how mansplaining is this slippery slope to silencing women. And it's training us in self-doubt, self-limitation. And it just exercises men's unsupported overconfidence. And being told that you're categorically wrong and that the guy knows more about it than the woman like however minor that can be in a part of a conversation but that perpetuates perpetuates that women are unreliable witnesses to their own lives and that truth is not their property and that's funny you say that actually right because obviously that's happening and that's why I wanted to talk about it but when I put on Instagram and I was just like does anyone have any examples of being mansplained to, you know, send them in? And actually I had guys being like, oh my God, you're giving me a complex. Like, uh, you're going to make me so like hyper aware now. I'm like, okay, so let's cover the other side. We're like, how does a guy know if he's mansplaining? If you want to know, we've covered that as well. So it's like, yeah. um, So we also posted this thing on our Instagram. It was like a a chart. Right, that I think you yeah. found it, Alex. It was really good. Yeah. It went viral a while back after two male colleagues asked this question to Kim Goodwin, and she summarized it perfectly. So it goes like this: <clears throat> the question is, do they want the explanation? The person you're talking to, right? Do they want this explanation? If someone asks you a question, of course, explain away. They want to know. Unsolicited explanations may be fine within reason if you're someone's teacher or manager, but Mm -hmm. explaining after they've declined your help is almost always disrespectful. Conversation is a good place to start building the habit of consent. Like, don't just be like, I know more than you and I'm going to like this. (laughs) Spew it all over you. (laughs) Or like, what about just stopping and saying, like, if if you are genuinely carried away and just in the moment expressing yourself how about just stopping and saying I'm sorry I'm just I'm so you know fired up about this topic or so fascinated about it and Mm. like and then give the mic back to the woman and just (laughs) be like can you tell me more make it a conversation true and like ask more questions to keep track about how much talking that you're doing in the conversation I mean I I do that all the time like when I start talking about feminism I realize I'm sometimes I'm like you're just super passionate about it I'm so passionate and then I'm like I'm so sorry I literally could talk about this till tomorrow so I'm just gonna back off and we can talk about like ice cream or dogs or something so like you know so if anyone's worried about that kind of thing you can like you can self-observe it's you know and another thing maybe like even subconsciously are you making bad assumptions about competence and explaining mm. things to knowledgeable people isn't just wasting everyone's time you may regardless of your intent undermine them by implying you don't trust their competence or intelligence which is what you were saying before right mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. also run the risk of undermining yourself by looking like you have an inflated opinion of your own knowledge and we don't you know everyone knows we don't kind of really like those kind of people <laughs> um so yeah i mean even gender bias, right? We're um, all taught this type of communication from an early age where boys and girls being criticized and praised for different behaviors, right? So we, we say we say to boys, oh, you're so brave, you're so intelligent. And we tell girls, you're so pretty and like, you're so sweet. And we just like get this drilled into us. So where's our confidence? Where do we think we're smart? Like it's from that age. Um, we all like to think we treat people fairly, but 
men do often assume women are less competent, like you said before, in your um, events and, and marketing thing. And I actually got this as well. Um, it's a little bit of a, like a hard thing to to say, but like, um, and white people are likely to assume darker skin equals lower intelligence and I got this from uh, on white colorism and that's really sad as well so it's not only between men and women and it you know imagine if it's a white man and a black woman it's obviously going to be emphasized and that kind of thing so for sure so you need to like check Check in yourself. Check in your check yourself. Uh, like <laughs> checking your yourself in the hotel. Check yourself and your biases for sure. And yeah. I think you know mansplaining is is particularly challenging to handle and address at work in a professional setting and be professional about it, right? So, kind of switching gears here, we've talked about how you know you're doing it, but how do you handle it when it happens to you? How do you handle the situation? Mm-hmm. And I think. You know, you need to call out the individual call when it happens, me. for sure. I mean, the yeah. most the most elegant example of this probably that we've seen and that everyone has seen was Kamala Harris doing it to um, Vice President Pence and saying when she said like very famously, "Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking." Love it. And then he kept continuing to talk over her and like with a smile she kept repeating I'm speaking I'm speaking like that was brilliant (laughs) actually this is a poor example don't do this but (laughs) I was reading about a woman who kept getting interrupted in her office and she kept banging on the table and being like every time you interrupt me I'm gonna bang on the table to show you how many times you've done this to me wow um, that's I wouldn't recommend that. That's probably a bit more of a uh, <laughs> aggressive, aggressive but, approach. But it, you know, we just need but to it, start. Yeah, it makes a point. Um, <laughs> I think if you're if you find yourself in a situation where you're experiencing mansplaining, bring it to their attention. And certainly, like if it's in a, a group situation, maybe it's not appropriate to bring it up in front of everyone. Maybe it's mm. a matter of taking them aside and having a discussion in private and you know, I think even if it's seen something trivial, you can you can address it in a casual conversation. And the goal at the end of the day is for the individual to learn from their actions and work to change those actions in the future and making them aware. So with as much diplomacy as possible, I am working on that. But yes, I completely see you. And I, and I hope... Um, this gives I don't know like a spur of confidence for someone to be like actually um I do have a good idea and my idea is better than yours if it is better than yours do you know what I mean yeah um but actually I this this is the first song actually we had in the pod right so there was my song called I don't owe you pretty and I put that uh phrase Kamala Harris phrase in that song oh, um yeah the, yeah, it's like I'm speaking attention, please. I just thought it was so badass, and it was like so viral at that time that I was like, I have to put this in as like a, a stamp of, um, you know, the time this song was made. So, um, guys, that is that song is on our playlist. Um, we have a big Vag Energy playlist where we have um songs that will bring you confidence and what else, Alex? So it will be joy. Um, it's called the Big Vag Energy playlist of. Course. on spotify on spotify so on check spotify. it out it's it's growing rapidly like there's quite a i know a lot of, 
I love it. There. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Let me see. I'm looking at it now. I think there's like 60 odd songs on there now. And it's like small artists and big artists. So you can yeah. like discover someone that you didn't think that you would ever find before. You know? Absolutely. With that <laughs> being said, I mean, this is a snack episode. Snack, so snack. Snack, snack. We're going to end it there. But um, hope you enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed. And please make sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Leave a review. Share it with anyone you think might like it or learn from it. And make sure to also give us a follow on Instagram. Our handle is the Big Vag Energy Pod. And you can also email us with any ideas or feedback. Our email is the Big Energy Podcast at gmail.com. Goodbye and don't mansplain. <laughs> <laughs> See ya.